Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. This is episode 58. It's squeaky bum time. It was a really, really fun weekend. Last episode, I talked about how there were going to be a lot of champions this weekend. We did get some, so I'm going to talk about those. And, you know, there were some races that were on the brink. They could, there could have been titles won this weekend, and things were extended. Or the drama, the race just got even tighter in certain scenarios. So, really, really, really fun. Uh, you know, it's nice to be able to celebrate teams winning now that there's only three, four games left of the season. But it's also wonderful to see so many narratives that are going to go right down to the wire, right down to the final day. As Fergie used to say, it's squeaky bum time. So, like I said, we got some champions this weekend. Uh, First of all, Chelsea ladies. Yes, the Chelsea women have gone ahead and won the WSL, so congratulations to them. Bayern also got themselves a title. And also on the women's side, I know I don't really cover this much, and the reason why is because I don't have CBS All Access. So quite simply, I don't get to watch the NWSL. NWCL Challenge Cup was this past weekend. Portland Thorns, congratulations. They won on penalties to beat NY, NJ, New York, New Jersey, Gotham. Uh, really intense final. I thought the highlights really showed that. It looked like a lot of fun to, to watch. I, it's too bad I haven't been able to watch this, but I'm not going to get subscriptions to everything. At some point, you've got to say, okay, I, I can see enough football. There's only certain amounts of things that I'm actually going to pay for here. But... Thanks to Atta Football, a lot of uh, the women's league, women's game in Europe is far easier to see, and 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 it's free. So the Chelsea ladies won five nil uh, on Saturday to win their second consecutive league title. Congratulations to them and Emma Hayes. This one felt better for them because last year, because of COVID, the league got cut short, and instead of continuing it, there was no project restart of any kind for the women's game, which is really unfortunate. But what they ended up doing was just crowning Chelsea champions based on points per game last season. And I think they were maybe one point behind City, but with a game in hand or something like that. And that's how they won the title. So there was a lot of talk about that. And Chelsea wanted to win the title outright. They've won the Continental Cup. They've won the league this upcoming weekend. It's the Champions League against Barcelona. And then I'm not entirely sure. I have to look into this, what they're going to be doing for the Women's FA Cup because they postponed the entire competition, and I think they're going to do some kind of small bubble competition, quick knockout tournament over the course of a week. But they're going to need to do that soon because you know that the Olympics are going to get started, and a lot of teams, are, a lot of the players are going to get ready for that because that's a huge deal, obviously, in the women's game. So Bayern went ahead, uh, beat Gladbach six 0 so they did one better than the Chelsea ladies. Zev- Lewandowski scored. A hat trick, but actually an unbelievably good one. He, a great shot from outside the box on his first one. The second one's a, a terrific volley, just a great snipe from inside the box. And then a penalty, of course. He is one goal away from Gerd Muller's 40 goal haul in a season. That record, he's one way away from equaling it. He is most likely going to break it. They have two games to play. And this team, they just want to smash in goals for the last two games, enjoy the party, enjoy the fact that they're title winners. And they want to ensure that their homie, you know, writes his name along with this season, this year, because they've all done this. I mean, I think, yes, they've all got, you know, the team has set a bunch of records. But if there's someone that can set, if any one of the individuals can also set a record that coincides with this year of just dominance from Bayern Munich, they'll take it. So they, they really want to help. 
No, those are all the champions that made it this past weekend. Moving on to a few title races that are, you know, on the brink, right? Sporting Lisbon, one win away right now. Um, or Porto dropping any points in their final two matches. Now, Porto won yesterday, I think 5-0, cruised. So they closed the gap to five points. But all, all Sporting need is one win. Or they need for Porto to just drop any points at all, and they will be the they will get their first title in 19 years. They play against Boa Vista today. If they win it, they seal it. So that'll be really really interesting. It's great to see a dynasty broken. I talked about that way back in an episode. If you want to check that out, it was about the European dynasties starting to fall and how maybe and look Bayern I included in this as a potential didn't happen with them. But Juve, my goodness, they they have really, really tumbled. And we'll get to Serie A in just a few minutes. I want to touch on La Liga first, though, because unfortunately, Sevilla, last Monday, all they had to do was beat Atletico Bilbao, and they were still three points in, right in the race, going into a match against Real Madrid where they could be top of the table by the end of the weekend because Atleti and Barca played each other. I mean, it was great. And they lose to Atletico Bilbao, who, quite frankly, are some of the best party crashers uh, in in the La Liga this season, even though they're hanging around mid table, they they've been excellent. They made it to the Copa del Rey final. They uh, they really have pushed every one of the big sides every time they've played them in the league. At times, they've taken points off of them. So, another example of why Athletic Athletic Club Bilbao is not someone you want to play in a title run in. Sevilla dropping those points that was no good, but. Had an amazing game against Real Madrid, two-two draw. It was so bizarre. I don't know if Eden Hazard really is going to get the credit for that goal, but it's a hilarious narrative that he's the one that keeps them. And there's, uh, he's the one. No, I mean it was really a Tony Kroos shot that's going a mile off target. It was really, really interesting to watch Real Madrid try and figure out a way to assert dominance. Atleti against Barcelona, very strange game where you thought Atleti would sort of wait, wait, wait. No, instead they were the aggressors. They went out and took control for the first probably 60 minutes. And it wasn't until Leo Messi really woke up um, that Barcelona started to get any chances. But this game was a a strange nil-nil in that both teams wanted more, but they didn't get it. It just didn't – there wasn't enough quality, not enough real, real intent to go and win the game. So Simeone's uh, Atleti are hanging on by a thread still, and we will see. I mean, are they title favorites at this point now that they've gotten through this game against Barcelona? The problem is even in two games, you never know who these two teams, who these three teams are going to drop points against. And if Sevilla win out uh, and all all these teams draw and lose, they could even still win the league. I think that that's almost definitely not going to happen, but... Spain got tighter, and I mean, I know that one team fell away, but it's it's still now. You've got these three teams with two games to play. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever seen the race this tight with three teams. In I don't know. I I, I maybe never. I don't remember the last time. Moving on to the Turkish Super League because I wanted to mention that at the beginning of the weekend, it was very very important because there was a title on the line. Besiktas were playing Galatasaray, and if they won, the title was theirs. Instead, they lost. Galatasaray took the three points, closed the gap to three points. Fenerbahce also won to close their gap on Besiktas to two. So now all three teams are within one match of each other. It couldn't have been a better way for that weekend to pan out as they go into their final two matches of the season. 
awesome, right? Uh, the relegation battle down there is still a total mess, so please go ahead and check that out. I'm not going to get into it, partially because uh, there's a lot of very long names, and as well as I, as much as I trust myself to do a pretty solid pronunciation on each one, uh, it would just take too long. It would just take too long. So go look up the standings. Go look up the table. But the top of it looks excellent. And it's all about who can handle the pressure in these final three games or the final two games. We'll see. So Chelsea beat Man City on the men's side to delay the champagne party uh, in the Premier League. And, and I mean, amazing because I actually really didn't see Chelsea uh, winning that game. I didn't think that they would. I thought City would really just turn on the style. And there were a bunch of crazy decisions to go through. Um, and a lot of controversy about them. And so it was once again one of those situations where you're like, okay, hopefully the officiating in the Champions League final is better than that. Because uh, Kurt Zuma, second half, that that's a foul. It's a penalty on Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling's tackle on Timo Werner. Oh, I mean, I don't like seeing people sent off, but... As a coach, if I'm on a sideline and I see someone slide tackle and their foot is almost just under someone's knee and they just slid in, I mean, it's so dangerous, you know? It's like, so he could have got a red card. I'm I'm in a way surprised he didn't just based on the way they officiate a lot of things this season. Very surprised that Zuma didn't get uh, called for a penalty. So, And and that probably should have been a red card as well because of where Sterling was. So I, I don't really know. I mean... I just really hope that the Champions League final has better officiating because we don't want that match to be sullied. I think that these two teams could really put together an amazing game for us. I just don't want it to get ripped apart uh, by every one of us, the media, podcasters, and then every single fan in the world going, that was crap. Uh, So, yeah, VAR, please don't screw up this final. UEFA, I hope you are selecting better referees than uh, this mob in the Premier League at the moment. All right. Liga, my boys Lille, they are doing it. It's uh, if you're watching the video, it's this jersey right up here behind me. Ing Direct back in the day, Le Dug. This is where my mother's from. My uh, my mother's family, they're from Lille, and we I got to celebrate a title for Lille back in uh, 2011 because they had Eden Hazard as well as a whole bunch of other names that you're like, oh my god, this is like a cult hero team. They were, and they won the French title, and it was great. And what's nice about the French League is it produces teams like this all the time. You had Monaco a few years ago. And then even when, you know, there's Montpellier, when Gignac played for them, there's there's just all kinds of great, like, interesting, fun teams that come out. Sometimes if they have enough talent, they can go and do some damage in Europe. And sometimes they can win a league title. And Lille, Burak Yilmaz, you bring a 35-year-old Turk who's never played outside of the Turkish League. They call him Kral in Turkey, which, which is king. Um, and this guy hits another banger, to have another double, to basically push Lille one step closer to the title. They beat Lens in the Derby du Nord. This is a huge, huge northern derby in France. This is like, you know, this is massive. It's a massive game for these. It's the biggest game for these two clubs in terms of the head-to-head of who they're playing. And Lille were able to just mop the floor with them, win 3-0. Things went in their way, but Burak Yilmaz, take a look at the second goal he scores. It's a rocket with his left foot into the top corner. Just, It's just delicious. Almost as good as the goal he scored on the free kick against Lyon. Maybe debatable, even better. I don't know. It's That's a take your pick. Enjoy them both. So look them up. Uh, Borak Yilmaz, goals for Lille this season. He's He's got some great ones. 
PSG then dropped two points against Rennes the following day, which is huge because now Lille have a three-point lead going into the final two matches of the season. A minimum of four points wins them the title. So a win and a draw, and PSG have been dethroned. I mean, that's a big deal in France. It's a huge deal because we've been talking, people have been talking Farmers League since the beginning, and now you've got four teams that were really in the title hunt until the final days of the season. And let's not forget that PSG have not sealed a qualification spot for the Champions League. They're only two, three points ahead of Lille and Monaco, of Lyon and Monaco. So if PSG managed to lose one of their next two games and maybe only draw, if they, if they only take one or three points or two points out of their next few games, next two games, and Lyon and Monaco win out, we could see PSG not in the Champions League next season because only the top three in France actually make it. Something to keep in mind. A little, got to move on to uh, Serie A because that same danger that PSG are in, Juve are in. I mean, this would be an amazing dynasty drop, right? You've got PSG and Juve who have invested in Neymar and Cristiano Ronaldo in order to win them the Champions League. Drop out of the top four in 2021, I mean, that would be, or drop out of the Champions League, that that would be incredible. Incredible. So Juve are really at risk. They lost 3-0 to AC Milan, who put on a great performance. Brian Diaz with a very nice finish from the first, in the first half. And Fikayo Tomori's goal, awesome header. Uh, Ante Rebic scores an absolutely brilliant goal as well. So this, this is a big deal because Juve, you can't trust them right now. Um, and it's starting to come out. Pirlo was talking about how the season's kind of been a failure in the sense that he hasn't been able to adapt to do the things he wanted to do, what his plan was. Atalanta are storming away. Juve still have to play against Inter Milan. And I know Inter Milan have locked up the title, but Inter also hate Juventus. And so if you think they're just going to roll out the subs and say, meh, no, Inter are going to go out, and I think they're going to set the biggest starting lineup they can to go and win with style because Inter would love to see Juve not qualify for the Champions League. That is, ask Inter fans, they would love to see that. So keep keep an eye on this. I think it's going to be, obviously, Inter. I think Atalanta are going to inch over the line however they need to. Napoli, I do think they've got it. They've got the easiest schedule. Victor Ozzyman is back, and he's hot. So if the guy can score a couple more goals in the last two games, I, I, they they have the solidity. I think they'll do it. And then it's really the toss-up between AC Milan, Juve, and don't forget about Lazio, who still have a game in hand against Torino. If they win it, they're within three points of the whole situation as well. And Lazio are a good side. So, look, personally, I, I want to say AC Milan. I, I would love to see them back in the Champions League. Lazio would be nice. But I don't think they're as strong. I don't think they're headed necessarily as much in the right direction. And it'd be really nice to just see AC Milan, Inter Milan, back in the Champions League. And for Juve to take a year off. And then we'll see what happens with Cristiano Ronaldo if that if that takes place. So look, Fergie, like I said, Fergie called this squeaky bum time. It's that time of the year where you're squirming so much in your seat that it's starting to squeak. Your butt's starting to make the seat squeak a little bit. And you hear that noise because the pressure is starting to build. It's getting so big. We're to the point where the pressure is going to build gems in the next week here. Some players and some teams are going to have to step up huge because we've got the Women's Champions League final coming up. The Men's Champions League final is obviously down the way. There's the FA Cup final for the men, the Copa Italia, the Copa del Rey. I mean, the Copa del Rey is already done, sorry. There's a lot coming, and... 
these title races where teams just, they just have to get maximum points or they just have to get four just to see themselves over the line. But in the meantime, enjoy. And let's all, let's all hope for Sporting Lisbon today because today they could be crowned champions. First time in 19 years. What a story that would be. And this is what Campfire Football is all about. The beautiful stories in our game. Enjoy your day. Take it easy. Talk to you guys soon.